Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educating and empowering women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, wellness, mindset, and a whole lot more. Today's episode is brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women just like you who love health and fitness get certified as fitness, nutrition, and health coaches and build amazing businesses. So if you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification Program. To download the brochure today, head over to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash H-W-L-E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Okay, guys, are you thinking about calories as the enemy? Well, today we're going to tell you and show you how they are not, but we are also going to be showing you how they are not created equal. So my name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are taking you behind the scenes into the world of calories, whether this is a word that gives you some sort of an emotional response or not. We want to teach you a little bit more about how these actually interact in, the, in your body so you can start to not only make better food choices, but let go of this whole like attachment that we have to the word calories as being something good or something bad, which I know for many of us is still, it's very encompassing especially when it comes to weight loss. Agreed. I think, and I think that it really just comes from like this place of like not really understanding it. Right. And I remember even the day that like, it kind of like, run true to me, like the difference between like how calories are not created equal. And it was like, I remember it so clearly because, and I'll tell you guys actually the story later because <laughs> it'll tie into like what we're talking about anyways. <laughs> so you got to hang on. That's my cliffhanger. <laughs> but it's funny because there's so many myths out there, right? When it comes to nutrition and, you know, as you know, we have Fit Chicks Academy where we teach programs on fitness and on nutrition and health coaching. And one thing that we love to do is myth busting. Like we love to dive in and bust these myths because there's so many different myths out there. And what I really believe is that we make nutrition really complicated because we don't talk about the truth. We talk a lot about, um, about concepts or about magic pills or about magic tactics or strategies and all of these things. But we don't really just talk about, you know, really the definitions of what things are and how they actually work in our bodies. Because I found when I started to simplify it, that is when it made more sense to me. And I started to notice a huge change in my body, my energy levels and my weight. Like I never, I never had to deal with these, like gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. It all just balanced out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think knowledge, I mean, they say like knowledge is power, right? And I do think that it's, but having like the right knowledge, because so many times we're just, we're given knowledge, like you said, about like fad diets or about just quick fixes and things like that versus actually understanding. Because once you understand, it's like, um, it's like when you think about anything, like even if you think about like a car, for example, like when you think about a car, it's like, if you don't understand how a car works, like how to operate a car, then you'll never be able to get very far, right? Like if you don't know how to turn it on, if you don't know how to like shift gears and all those kinds of things, it's kind of like the same thing. If you don't understand like the principles behind actually how to do the foundational stuff, you could do whatever you want. You can put like fancy rims on it, but it won't do anything. 
Does that make sense? Well, and that's where today I, I really find this topic super fascinating because calories, like I said earlier, there's something that are really loaded. And one thing that I hear a lot mm. is that, you know, people will say, and this has been probably over the last even 20 years, and even still actually to this day, people still say this, like a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. Like a calorie is the same no matter whether you're eating like 100 calories of chips or if you're eating 100 calories of broccoli. But they actually are not. So this is something that I find when it comes to weight loss, we do talk about the concept of calories in and calories out, right? Or even weight management. Doesn't even have to be weight loss. It could be like managing your weight. But there is a lot of talk about Mm -hmm. calories in versus calories out. Now, calories, guys, the thing that is true about them is that they do, they're essentially the uh, definition of it is it's a unit of energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So unit of energy, yes, is the same as another unit of energy. But the difference is, is when you put these foods into your body, they react totally different. So outside of the body, yes, they are what, like hundred calories of chips and hundred calories of broccoli are the same amount of units of energy. But once you put them inside of your body, our bodies are these amazing machines that break things down and do all these crazy processes. So they're, they're, broken down and used and um, especially when it comes to weight management, completely different. Totally. Well, that's the story I was going to tell you (laughs) is because I remember the day that that kind of rung true to me. And it was a day that I was going out for dinner and I used to be really obsessed with like the idea of calories and things like that and really tracking stuff. And I remember I, I used to always look at like menus in advance to be like, okay, well, what's on the menu that I can eat? And like, you know, how they list the calories beside like the items. So I was like, okay, I need to know like what the calorie intake is and stuff like that. Cause it based like based on like what I'm eating. And I remember I saw like, it was at like some chain restaurant and they had like, it was like a Greek salad with chicken was like 1200 calories say. But then a pizza, like calzone or whatever, was like 700 calories. So immediately in my brain, I was like, okay, cool. I can eat the calzone because it's less calories. But then it was this moment where I was like, wait. And that was the moment, the like light bulb moment that I had that was like, but I'm like, it's going to affect me in a different way. Like the chicken and salad is going to be like nutrient dense. It's going to provide me like the right, the right calories versus like you know what I mean like and it's like gonna fulfill me differently and I know we're gonna talk about that but it's just like it's such an interesting moment in my life because it made me realize just that connection between yes the calories might be completely different but it's the quality of the food but the problem is too I think is that most people we still are not being taught what happens like when the, that, those foods enter your body, right? So still right. to this day, you still think you're making the lower, the better choice by picking the lower calorie option, especially if you are looking to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, I see this with our students. I see this with clients. I see this with a lot of people is that, you know, still there is that mindset of like, okay, well, I'm going to go for the, you know, the pizza, Mm-hmm. versus the chicken and the salad with the healthy fats and the protein and all of the things because that number is lower. Totally. So what we want to uncover for you guys today is what actually happens inside of your body. So you can start to understand how calories work, how they're not bad, but how you can make better choices with the calories that you are consuming. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, guys, we all eat calories. Like it's not as if something low calorie <laughs> is better for you or high calorie. We all need energy in our body, right? It's, we've just got to think about how that energy actually breaks down and reacts within our body that's going to help us get to our goals, whatever oh, they may be. Definitely. Okay? So the first thing we're going to talk about is 
basically, well, I just want to give one little preview before that. <laughs> so as we know, there are different macronutrients. I've talked about this a lot, right? So there's carbohydrates, there's proteins, and there's fats. So that's where yes. kind of foods are broken down into those kind of three categories. There's also alcohol, but that doesn't provide any really nutrition to the body. So we don't count it as like a <laughs> That goes over there. Even though some people may think it's a necessity in their life, really. <laughs> but it might, be, go... it might be like a constant in your <laughs> diet and we're not judging, but we're just saying. <laughs> but each of those macronutrients they have a very different effect when they are inside of your body so that means that they affect your hormones differently they affect mm -hmm. they affect your brain differently they affect your cravings differently they affect the way you eat differently so even though each of them has a caloric value so four four calories per gram for carbs four calories per gram for protein and nine for fats once they come into your body they have they do a whole different magic process each one of them each one of them mm -hmm. is responsible for different parts of your body. Each one of them is responsible for different reactions, for stimulating different hormones. So this is where things get really fascinating and where most people, this is where their knowledge of nutrition stops, right? They just pick, okay, I'm going to pick the things that are lowest in calories because I think that's going to help me if I eat less, I'm going to be able to lose more. Where right. this is where it's just beginning. It gets or they're just like, I have to pick the low carb or the low calorie, but yeah. Yeah. And this is what's interesting. And as we talk through it, we'll kind of talk through it as well, like the low carb kind of craze, because it's funny. I always find that when it comes to nutrition, people like to really segment their studies, right? So people will be like, well, studies have shown, and it's like, they look at one study. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of studies too, guys that are done like on rats. They're not even done on humans. So we don't even know how some of these things would react actually in humans. So it's, you've got to look at the whole picture and you've got to do your own research too. And I think one of the most important pieces of research that you can do is on yourself. Trial it's and error. Trial and error. Totally. Yeah. See yeah. how you feel. See how you feel when you eat certain foods, like mm -hmm. start to connect to that feeling of like, okay, when I'm eating certain foods, do I feel good? Do I feel tired? Do I gain weight? Am I bloated? Like all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You are your best experiment, not what everyone else is telling you. Agreed. Um, but there are some principles that are going to help you. So the first thing that I want to talk about, so we kind of explained here what those three macronutrients are. The first thing that we're talking about when calories are not created equal is that different calories imp impact your blood sugar different. Right. Now, we've talked about this a lot in our programs and on the podcast because, of course, we talk a lot about blood sugar balancing. We talk about um, the complete and three rule, which we teach in our Fitchix Academy programs. Um, we talk a lot about insulin and insulin resistance, but this is kind of just like a really simple way to think about it. So there's a lot of controversy in nutrition about a lot of different topics, like I was just saying, but the one thing pretty much everyone agrees on is that refined carbohydrates are not great for you. <laughs> At least we can agree on one thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, it's so but true. Cause yeah, that's the one, it's the one food in particular that it's just like every, any study that you go to pretty much shows the exact same result. So it's one of the only ones that's kind of conclusive in that way. And I was actually reading this study. It was like from back, I think it was the first diet guide. Um, and it was back in 1940. And this guy, I believe it was Banting. Um, he ended up putting out a the first kind of ever quote unquote diet book. And really what the diet book said was do not eat sugar and starch if you want to lose weight, which is still to this day is pretty much the same rules of thumb. 
We just yeah. kind of like overcomplicated it and not saying necessarily <laughs> natural sugars and things like that from fruits or, you know, from um, certain legumes and stuff like that. We're talking about like the highly refined stuff, the things that mm-hmm. are made from sucrose and from high fructose corn syrup and really refined like breads are very refined. Pop chips are very refined. Um, all of these crackers and middle aisle products. Yeah. Things that are really high in carbohydrates. And the reason being is because, and this is why these foods are not the same calories. So if you had 100 calories of crackers versus 100 calories of broccoli, they are going to be digesting your body completely different. They're going to impact blood sugar completely different. So that 100 calories of crackers is refined, which means there's no fiber in it. Um, It's gone through a lot of processing to, to break it down even further. And it's digested and absorbed super quickly. So when you eat it, your blood sugar spikes and you are going to um, have a huge insulin release, which insulin, of course, is our hormone that holds on to fat. Yeah. Um, and then that usually causes a crash later on, which makes us even hungrier and our cravings start. And this is why most people cannot stick to a like high carbohydrate, high refined diet, or a lot of those diets that do like, you know, the small meal portions, yeah. because they are typically refined and they're not filling. And then you can only fight off those, uh, those spikes, those highs and those lows and the cravings for so long before your body's just like, forget it. I'm, I'm going all in. <laughs> I'm going all in at the buffet. <laughs> but I find too, it's like, it literally just like puts you into like this roller coaster sort of state. Like you feel like not only like physically, but like emotionally, like it just like, it affects everything when your insulin is going up and down like that. And like everything is just completely out of whack. Like if you're not controlling it, you're feeling so many different things, not and just like, hunger. <laughs> oh, completely. But when it does come to actually like, and we're going to talk about satiation in a moment, but there high, high refined foods and high glycemic foods. Like it is crazy how hungry you will feel. And when you are trying to manage your weight or lose weight, one of the biggest things of course is cravings. Mm -hmm. You've got to manage those cravings and it's really hard if you are starving all the time. And that's just because your hormones are out of whack because you're having these spikes, you're having these lows. It's a hormonal issue. And most people don't think of it as hormonal, but eating high glycemic, high refined carbohydrates cause you to essentially have a hormonal imbalance, which is blood sugar imbalance. Mm -hmm. So um, as you think about eating foods that are lower glycemic, So that means like foods that calories, let's say, that are not as um, refined. And if you look up the glycemic index, we're not going to, we've talked about this on other podcasts, but it'll give you a list and you can see kind of where foods fit on that glycemic index of being super high, which is closest to 100 or super low, which is closest to zero. You can see which ones cause more spikes. Um, But if you focus on choosing foods that are on the lower end, you're going to see a huge difference in your cravings, your energy levels um, and all of that stuff, because you're going to be able to balance out your blood sugar. Definitely. I find, yeah, and like I've even found, even for myself, just, you know, any time that I notice that I'm eating, like, I don't know if you ever had this, but like where all of a sudden, if you're eating stuff that is more high glycemic, like things that you normally don't eat, you end up start craving them more and you want them more. And like, it creates this, like, it, it really creates like almost like a 
reliance on those foods like hormonally so you have to like it's like it's a hard detox process to get out of it i find for like a couple of days but then once you get out of it it completely like disappears like i know for me it's like i don't crave those foods i don't want those things but when i'm eating them consistently or i'm giving into those cravings or i'm not paying attention to the food that i'm putting into my body is when i start craving them even more well, and it's also, you know, it's essentially, it's kind of, they're created to be addictive. They're created mm-hmm. to give you a dopamine hit. They're created to like these refined products that the food marketers are creating too. Like, again, all calories not created equal. They know you're going to crave more of them. They know yeah. you're going to want to buy more of them once you start eating them because they give you, they're full of sugar and fat and salt and things that our pleasure centers love. So it fires all of our dopamine and we're like, oh my God, this is so great. And then on top of that, our insulin is spiked and then you become basically a sugar burner. So you are reliant on a constant stream of carbohydrates. And this is why, like, for example, for me, because I eat and I don't really like to even, not even that I don't like to share what I eat, but I think it's one of the biggest questions. People are like, well, what do you eat? And they want to eat that because they think it's going to work for their body. But for me, like I can go long periods of time without eating. And that's because my blood sugar is so balanced that I, when I'm actually hungry, it's hunger. It's not, it's a different feeling than having like a, like a blood sugar spike hunger, which really is reactive to Mm -hmm. that crash. So, you know, for me, I can go 24 hours without eating, no problem. Um, But that also, I've been eating this way and intermittent fasting, things like that for a long time. So, um, so it's a bit, it's a little bit more advanced, but you'll feel the difference. You will feel the difference very quickly. Um, the second thing about foods not, or all calories not being created equal, they're not the enemy, but they're not equal. And this is where I like to say this to you, the three macronutrients, there's not one that's better than the other. So even as I'm just said that carbs, refined carbs are not the best, carbohydrates are fiber. So they do have a great, well, some of them are fiber. They do have a lot of benefits for the body. But when we're looking at the second piece, which we're going to talk about what's called the thermic effect of food. And that essentially means that the cap, that each of the macronutrients, it is burned and broken down differently in the body. And this is something that I found really fascinating when I first heard about this. Um, so again, we've got our proteins, we've got our carbohydrates, we've got our fats, right? So mm-hmm. when we eat those, um, when we take them out of the world and calories, it could all be hundred calories each, let's say, and we put them in our bodies, they are actually broken down and metabolized in a different way. And some need more energy than others to actually break down, which is super cool. Yeah. It's like the way that like the body needs to have like, it's like almost like heat. Like that's the way I think of it. I think of it as like heat in the body to be able to burn those things. I guess well, maybe, actually, because, when maybe burnt- because it's called like the thermic effect. So I always think <laughs> of like that as like heat. I know that that's not the right thing, but it's like, that's the way I think of it. It's like, how much heat does my body need to be able to break down this one thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, essentially when they're burned, they, they produce heat. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm not like, I'm not totally wrong <laughs> in my, in my thought process, <laughs> but no, and this is, what's really cool. And this is why, you know, as I was saying at the beginning, like when we think about calories outside of the body versus inside the body, like look at what we just talked about first. So carbs have a different impact on blood sugar than proteins and fats. Then when we look at the thermic effect of food at the rate they're burned down, we actually burn up to 20, well, 25 to 30% of the calories in protein during digestion. 
Mm-hmm. We only burn like five to 10, and these numbers are different depending on where you look, five to 10 with carbohydrates and three to 5% of fat calories are burned. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. So if oh. you look at it, like for example, if you ate hundred calories of chicken, you would only absorb between 75, like 70 to 75% of that. But if you ate hundred calories of, let's say um, just pure fat, you would only burn in digestion like anywhere between 5% to three, well, three to 5% of that. So you'd absorb like 97 to 95%, 95 to 97%. I'm trying to do the math backwards. In my <laughs> yeah, 95 to 97% is correct for the fats, which is crazy. Yeah, so as you're eating foods, so when we go back to Amanda's original example of eating like the pizza versus eating the chicken and the salad, salad, Mm -hmm. you know, even if one was 700 and one was 1200, well, right away, you're going to be burning a larger amount of, you've got protein in there, which is going to burn a larger amount Mm -hmm. um, during digestion where the pizza is pure carbohydrates, which is going to spike the blood sugar, spike insulin, which is going to end up making you hungrier um, quicker. The protein is going to keep you fuller longer. And right there, even though one is more than the other, one is going to actually have a longer term good effect as opposed to the other one. Totally. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I I find this stuff so fascinating because I find that it's just, it goes back to, you know, your original statement, which is like, not all calories are created equal. Cause it's just like, it's, it's really, it really is about how it's affecting your body and how your body is able to metabolize it and how it's able to actually use it and transfer it into fuel for your body to use. And if you can't, if you don't understand that though, it's really, it's really simple to be like pulled in by the like marketers to be like a hundred calories. It's perfect for me. But this is why a lot of those traditional diets or like the one, like the diet programs that are out there, you know, when they mm-hmm. give the, like the hundred calorie packs of like, here's your treat, you have a hundred calorie pack of cookies or whatever. It's like the problem with those. And if you ever look at a lot of people who end up ingesting these things, they're usually people who are constantly struggling with their weight. Mm-hmm. because it's something it's a market like and don't feel guilty if you are one of these people because I used to be one of these people and it's food marketers are very 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 smart and they package things very smartly but essentially what it's doing is that food is really you know it's going back to number one it's a high glycemic food you're going to be mm-hmm. starving very quickly you're going to be having um, blood, blood sugar spikes whereas if you had a hundred calories let's say of dark chocolate which maybe you would think is like a lot you know, quote unquote, worse for you. Actually, that doesn't impact blood sugar. It's very high in um, fats. It's low in sugar. Um, so it's that's why it's going to be something that's going to, again, satiate you, but not have that impact the way that something that's processed and refined and, and high carb would. So what do you say? Like, I mean, I know that we're going to get into the satiation part as well, but for anyone who's listening or watching right now, like who's thinking, okay, well, I still want to eat those hundred calorie packs of treats every once in a while in my mind it's okay well then if that's something that is something that you really want to continue to include in your diet or if you like eating crackers or bread it's about finding the balance really it's about like balancing it with other foods so that you're actually balancing the insulin and balancing the breakdown and the thermo and the um 
oh my gosh <laughs> the thermic effect the thermic state yeah well because i mean the thermic effect of food too yes. like you have to think about it like each of the foods each of the macronutrients burn differently but most of the time we're not eating just one at a time right so we eat totally. them usually in a meal of like protein carbs and fats so then that way um kind of what the rule of thumb is that the overall amount that of calories that are burnt with the thermic effect of food is 10 percent mm-hmm. because it's kind of a mix of all three right but what i would say is that if First of all, if you do want to incorporate those foods into your diet, I'm a big believer in like the 80-20 rule. So like 80% of your diet coming from real whole foods and really good quality foods. And of course, not just like overeating. But the thing that's interesting is when you start to focus on low glycemic foods and you focus on getting your proteins and things like that, you're not going to eat as much. Yeah. And that's been the tie that's been seen is that people who follow a higher protein, higher fat diet versus a high carbohydrate and a high refined diet is they eat a lot less calories because they're so satiated, which we're going to talk about third. But um, I would say that, yes, incorporate them in. But if you are using them as like you think they're a diet food or you think that they're going to move you towards your goals, don't don't have don't be fooled. and yeah. <laughs> also d- take them out for a period of time until you reach a place where you've mastered the other habits because the, the problem is is that there's two kind of things really when it comes to weight loss that i focus on number one is getting the body in balance and that's all a lot what we teach in fitness academy is the habits and the foods and the hydration and the sleep and all of the things that are going to get your body in balance because when you keep it's almost like if you're an alcoholic and you're trying to get off of alcohol and you keep on having little bits of alcohol, yeah. it's still not good for you. So I would say until you get your body in balance and you can get that, feel that difference in your flow, um, like of how your energy feels and just, you know, you'll feel it. Believe me, you'll feel it. I would say then keep them out of there and then reincorporate them in after you have those habits nailed down. Because if you try to do it all at the same time, it's a slippery slope because you'll be like, I'm just going to have this hundred calorie pack and this bit of ice cream and these candies and this pop and this, this. And before you know it, 50% of your habits are still focused on processed foods. So mine would be take it out out for a period of time. Um, because you need to get your body in balance. And then the second part too, is you need to get your mind in balance. You need to fix your mindset around weight, around your goals, around what it is you want to achieve and the way you see yourself. And that's, that's kind of the other piece to it. Which is one of the harder pieces. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But practice with anything makes perfect. It's, it's like, you just, you have to keep not perfect, not perfect. Cause I don't think you can ever be perfect, but practice will always move you forward in the right direction. You just got to keep putting it into practice over and over again. Well, exactly. And just knowing that all of these things, and that's why too, guys, like this stuff I'm hoping is going to help you make some better choices and start to number one, let go. Like I said, the beginning of that emotional attachment to the word calories. Cause I still feel like it is a word where people hear the word calories. I remember once I was on a podcast talking about calories and someone got so offended that it was like something that was anti-feminist and I was like um calories (laughs) is a unit of energy how am I anti-feminist I'm like I'm a feminist to the core I love women um but it's something that we've given power to we've made it mean something that it doesn't need to mean really Mm -hmm. what calories is again if you ever feel like you're getting to that place where you're like oh my god I just ate a thousand calories just think I ate a thousand units of energy 
I have lots of energy. <laughs> now I have to go and burn it off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just think about it in that context. Cause that's all it really is. It's not, it doesn't mean something's good or bad. Just cause something's low calorie doesn't mean it's better for you than something high calorie. Yeah. You've got to look at the quality of that because something that's high calorie of carbohydrates is not going to be as great inside your body as something that's high calorie in fat, healthy fats or in proteins or in low glycemic veggies and, you know, low glycemic carbohydrates and real food and stuff like that. Um, so the third thing about how calories are not created equal. So we talked about how they impact blood sugar. It's all mm -hmm. different depending on the macronutrient. Um, we talked about the thermic effect of food. They burn differently in the body depending on the macronutrient. I'm a huge lover of protein. It's actually my favorite macronutrient, even though I shouldn't have favorites, but it's just it's so amazing for so many different things within the body, including muscle building, repair, making you feel full. This is the biggest thing. You will feel fuller longer if you eat protein at every single meal. And I'm not talking about eating a massive hunk of chicken breast at every single meal, which for some reason people think when they think of protein, I'm thinking, talking about proteins, even veggies contain protein. But what doesn't contain protein is things like Kraft Dinner and high refined carbohydrates. So this is where number three is looking at the satiety index. And this is something that's really cool. I just actually learned about this recently. Um, but really what it is, is about calories from different foods, like looking at the calories from different types of foods that are going to keep you fuller longer. Mm -hmm. No, and I think like looking at this piece, I think is one of the most important pieces because I do think that a lot of people, it's like, again, when you go back to just thinking of it as calories, you're like, oh, but I'm eating, I ate 500 calories, I should be full. But if you eat foods that are not falling into this index properly, like you're not going to feel satisfied. Like, for example, like if you eat 500 calories of ice cream, then you can eat that like no problem. But if you said to me, eat 500 calories of broccoli, and it's like this mountain of broccoli, it would be really like, even though I really like broccoli, it would be really challenging for me to be able to eat that. But it's because it's like, it's so much, like the volume of it is so much in terms of like, because it's such a low calorie food versus the other ones. Plus you actually, it like it triggers different things inside of you. Like you enjoy eating the ice cream more than you'll enjoy eating the broccoli. But also ice cream is sugar and fat. Exactly. And 500 calories of ice cream is like a little, well, I was going to say, it's like, it's like a teaspoon. <laughs> it's a little bit more than half a cup of hog and dogs. And then that's what I mean by like the broccoli would be like a mountain of it. But also <laughs> think about the fiber in the broccoli, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, the fiber in the broccoli, or like if you had, let's say 500 calories of chicken breast or mm -hmm. 500 calories of eggs, which is essentially like six eggs. Yeah. Like that is something like most of you'd be like, Whoa, I could never eat that in the sitting. But again, we, this is where it's interesting when you start to shift your food, your mind around the calories are in the food and start to think about the amount. Of course I could eat half a cup of ice cream or three quarters of a cup or a tub of hog and dogs, no problem, but I couldn't eat six eggs but those are the same calories guys. This is yeah. where I want you to think about how they react in your body differently. So this idea of the satiety index, it's kind of like the glycemic index. So the glycemic index, we have a food on a scale of one to 100. The closer it is to 100 is the higher it spikes your blood sugar. Yeah. Okay? So the satiety index, what they did was it was actually done in the university of Sydney, Australia. And they took, um, I believe it was, I have a note here. Um, they took some students and they gave them each a 240 calorie portions of specific foods. Mm -hmm. 
So then what they did was they followed these people. And then after they waited a period of time, it was like every 15 minutes, they rated how full they felt. And they did this over two hours. So it was like they were watched by these researchers and then they plotted the foods to see how full they would feel after certain foods. Now, not surprising, the foods that they felt the fullest after, unlike the glycemic index, which were closer to 100, were the opposite. They were feeling fuller longer on the foods that were lower on the glycemic index or not even on it, because protein's not even on the glycemic index. Yeah. So it's just, it's a really fascinating thing if you want to look up the satiety index. Um, of how people were feeling fuller longer, but the things that they were feeling fuller longer were on different, um, mostly proteins, mm-hmm. good qual and good quality fats, and then high fiber, um, low starch vegetables and high fiber complex carbohydrates like legumes and um, and even potatoes. Potatoes, we Sweet see potatoes. potatoes. Well, even regular potatoes, we see potatoes mm-hmm. as being a. Um, as being kind of a negative thing, potatoes are actually very good for you. And they're they're not a bad, it's just when we turn them into potato chips and we alter their, <laughs> their where they, um, their whole entire structure. It's so weird that you're talking about that because I just read an article the other day about that, about how like potatoes are seen as like this enemy. And really it's like, if you're eating one whole baked potato, it's like, if you're just like baking a whole potato, it's really going to like, it's not going to spike your sugar that high and it's going to help you feel really satisfied and oftentimes it'll like really just balance out your blood sugar and everything else it won't actually create this like huge spike but it's like it's again about the quality of it right it's about taking it and like having a baked potato versus making into potato chips or french fries or any of those things frying it in oil any kind of oil (laughs) any kind of tons of oil being fried on something is never going to be like the answer well i always think you know, and this is what I teach our students is it's think about mother nature. She knew what she was doing when she created things Yeah. in their wholest form. And the further we move it away from its wholest form is the, the more we're changing it and the different impact it will have on our body. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you take an apple versus like a peeled apple versus a peeled and chopped and boiled apple versus a deep fried apple, <laughs> it completely changes the glycemic index or how it's going to be broken down inside your body because you're altering it and you're breaking it down instead of having your digestion do the work for you. Also, it's like mother nature creates things in the perfect package, the way they're supposed to be. That's why things have skin on them because that's the fiber. It slows down the digestion. It adds bulk to your food. So there's a lot of really cool things when you think about it in that way. But that's just the way I like to think about it. There's no like science against that about mother nature, (laughs) even though she's my favorite. But so that's all we have for you guys today. So hopefully this was helpful in understanding how calories are not the enemy, but they are not created equally. So just a quick recap, the way that we like to think about it is first of all, look at them as each of the macronutrients. So there's carbs, there's proteins, and there's fats. Mm -hmm. And each of those react different in the body. So number one is how they impact blood sugar. We want to get at the refined carbs. We want to focus on the more complex carbs, things that are low on the glycemic index, um, and things that are higher in fiber as well. 
The second is looking at the thermic effect of food. So each of those macronutrients actually breaks down differently in the body. So protein actually burns the most during digestion, whereas fat burns the least. Now, that being said, though, fat also helps to keep you full longer. So it's not as if, oh, stay away from fat because the least amount is burnt in calories. It's just saying that we want to make sure that um, we're including all of them. And again, going for the whole the most quality form possible. Mm -hmm. And then the third is our satiety index, which essentially just means how long you're going to feel full for. So the better the the better the quality foods or the foods that are higher on the satiety index, these are the foods that are going to make sure that you feel fuller in between meals. And again, those are mostly the proteins, the healthy fats and the low glycemic vegetables. Um, So this is where we want to focus that on. And I guarantee you guys, even if you start to try to implement some of this stuff and shift the foods that you're eating, instead of thinking about calories, think about how they're interacting inside your body, then you're going to start to feel so much different. And also you're going to see major differences in your results. I promise you. And I find too, just to add to that, if you start thinking about, especially the satiety index and how this is going to like affect your body. Like I actually think about that a lot in terms of like, is this going to make me feel full longer or is this going to make me feel full for an hour and then I'm going to be hungry again. And when I start thinking about that, it makes me just make better choices very easily because I'm like, even just this morning, I was like, oh, I have a lot of meetings. I'm going to eat something that has, that's going to satisfy me for the next four hours. So I don't even think about food. Like it doesn't even, I don't feel any effects whatsoever. I've got energy to make it through that. Right. So it's like, it's really just starting to condition your mindset, like you said, but to start thinking about like, what is the best choices to be able to feel my body. But when you know the knowledge of how this affects your body, that's when you can actually make those choices. That's why I love today's topic. Totally. And I also think that even if at first guys, and this is one caveat before we let you go, um, even if at first, if you start eating the foods that we're talking about or trying to incorporate more, you know, lean proteins and healthy fats and low glycemic vegetables, and you feel lower energy, that's also normal at the beginning, because Mm -hmm. as you start to shift from being like a sugar burner into more balancing your blood sugar, there is going to be, your body's got to do that, like, like readjust, right? Like, it's like, Oh, hold on a second. Wait, I was so, I knew I was going to get carbs every two hours to keep me going. Mm -hmm. And now I'm waiting longer periods of time. And I've got to break down these foods that are not as easy for me to break down. Cause again, remember guys, protein, it's burning. It's got to burn during digestion. It's broken down slower. So is fat. So um, it's, you're going to feel a little bit of a slump in between in your energy levels and that's normal. So at least wait a week, at least yeah. wait a week of trying to implement the new habits and see how you feel after that. If you're going to base it on two days, you might not be feeling the best. You might be like, they lied to me. I'm supposed to feel higher energy. <laughs> <blood crap." laughs> okay guys. So let's stop giving calories a bad rap. Let's start to embrace them as energy and let's just start to really think about what's happening inside our bodies versus the numbers that are listed on the packages that are out there because that's what really matters. Okay, guys, so make sure, remember that we have our upcoming Fit Chicks Academy certifications coming. So we have our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program starting. We also have our fitness and nutrition expert program. So head on over to our website at fitchicksacademy.com and find out more information about it. And hopefully we will see you in class. Bye. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.
joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert or our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.